hit pause and listen because it's episode 253 of the Nerd Stravaganza podcast. This week we're down a man, a cam specifically, so it'll just be Brian and I talking some video games. What's up, man? Not a whole lot. Yeah, not a whole lot. We're down a man. How can there be a lot going on? It's like we're at 66.6666% strength. We can't possibly do a whole show, can we? Uh, no, no, we shouldn't even try. All right, show over. <laughs> We'll deliver a short and sweet one, maybe. How's that? Much better. Okay. Like it. Like it. Work with what you got. Cool. Well, before we get on to tonight's topic, which quite obviously revolves around E3, as that is the hot new thing going on these days, this week, I should say, we should probably step back to last week, as is Nerdstravaganza custom, and kick things off with our Geekly Weekly, Weekly Geekly Update. And Brian, I think I'll let you go first because I don't remember how to do it. I've been gone for a little while. It's like falling off a bike. You'll uh, you'll remember. You'll remember. <laughs> I had a pretty exciting week. Uh, the Murakami Japanese Garden and Museum near us does this thing. Uh, I think it's once a month, every month in summer um, that I've always wanted to go to. And I finally just kind of, I don't know, got tickets. Uh, it's called Sushi and Stroll. So they close the the park down, the museum down, uh, at five normally. And it, I mean, it's a watery botanical gardens in summer in Florida. Mm. So it's a swamp and <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why you would only be open in the blistering hottest hours of the day but they close at five and uh it's kind of like an extra magic hours for this event they leave the park open you can stay so from five to nine you can walk about the park and enjoy sushi and uh i, I was really excited about it 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 sounds pretty nice i i hope you'll agree i i will uh the morikami museum in south florida's heat and humidity in the summer doesn't sound so nice but the sushi and stroll sounds interesting well it yeah it turns out it's still a swamp at 501 <laughs> yes and it's public sushi so oh okay <laughs> all right so public's being a big grocery chain near us <laughs> did, they, did they cater the event uh no i'm, I'm disparaging yeah. it it's, <laughs> right. it's not mm, i don't know I was hoping for a little bit more. It was still nice. I mean, it's very cheap. So, you know, you can get entrance for 10 bucks and sushi for 4 bucks. I probably should not have expected very much, but the park's really nice usually, so I, I did expect more. I I like the park. I'm sure it was still beautiful, just a little oppressive to walk around in. I did see a small child carried off by mosquitoes. Oh my god. <laughs> That's right. Were they like emerging as you were enjoying the park? Honest to god, like as bad as I can ever remember seeing them. Oh my goodness. We've been talking about how rainy it's been here and everything like that. Like it, it was, it was horrible. Um, I luckily found like a pale redhead to walk behind. So they all seem to like, like buzz to her, like a beacon. <laughs> Is that why you walked behind the pale redhead? Really? Brian, one of many reasons. <laughs> Poor girl assaulted by mosquitoes brutal man uh, i'd still recommend it like i said it's a nice park i uh i always joke about it and and the next time i go back i i totally forget 
smacked my head on the Japanese classroom. <laughs> yes, the little display. Uh huh. It's you know like life size, right. but like a foot too short for me. So yeah, another cool feature of the place. They've got a little like inside a Japanese like home and the daily life of Japan exhibit you could stroll through, right? Yeah, yeah. Right next to the uh, the rock garden, which I actually love, although there were footprints in it this time, so somebody oh. took a beating. You can't put enough signs out saying not to walk on the rocks. They, they People do it anyway. I, I was really going to take a picture of this, but like just the very idea of it disgusted me. So speaking of signs, there's a sign on the like model robo-toilet in the middle of the room that the entire park passes through, that it's not a functioning toilet and you shouldn't just drop trowel and take a shit in the middle of public. Please tell me that did not happen. It, I mean, it did not happen, but okay. there's a sign for a reason. There's a okay. sign for, like, the idea that someone would need to be told, put me off my sushi. People are morons. I, w- I would not. I would have been dismayed, but not wholly shocked if you had told me somebody had actually done that. <laughs> um, remember, we live in an age where you have to, like, put don't, like, assault people signs out in front of all your conventions now. So don't put anything past this stupid population of the earth, right? Amen. <laughs> yeah, funny you should mention the Morikami. Like, that was one of the last places my companion and I went before we left. And it was February and beautiful and cool and lovely and strolled around and had refreshments. I think we were there for, uh, oh, what is that little festival? It has, like, an egg mos- mascot and everything. Oh, I can't think of the name of it now. But it's it's a thing they do there yearly. And, like, we're like, oh, Florida's wonderful. We're going to miss it. It's so picturesque and beautiful here. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> I forgot that it remains picturesque, but gets slightly less beautiful in the summer. Yeah, it's very pretty, but, you know, it's a swamp. Yeah, need air-conditioned tram tours. <laughs> anyway, that's cool. Anything else uh, this week for you? Uh, speaking of festivals, uh, virtually at least, this week is the Solstice Festival on uh, in Pokemon Go. And after almost a year of playing, I finally caught a Charmander. Oh. I'm honestly like way more excited than I should be. <laughs> so that was the... Which festival was it? The it, They call it the Solstice Festival. They, they use the real world events as like the loosest possible okay. means. It, it's basically like there's a lot of pi- fire Pokemon spawning. Oh, okay, gotcha. So I, I caught... A bunch of fire Pokemon, but also a Charmander, and now nice. I can be happy. Good. Are you done now? Are you quitting the game? Or I uh, know I'll keep playing, but now I feel I, I enjoy the game much more with my little Charmander walking beside me, my little Charmander <laughs> buddy. Oh, I didn't realize. So you get to choose your favorite Pokemon as like your your constant companion, basically. Uh, yeah, your favorite or the one you need the most candy from. So. Can- okay, I don't even want to know what that means, Candy. <laughs> I don't. I don't get. I don't get anything about this game. <laughs> I just. I don't know why I never got into it. It's like the lost of phone games for me. I, I got tired of people talking about it, so I just got turned off. Yeah, it's a. It's still very fun. I may. I may take the plunge eventually if it's still going. What about you? You uh, been up to anything exciting? Oh yeah, <laughs> sure. As listeners will have noted, I was missing from last week's episode. Um, that is because I traveled down to 
the Silicon Valley area of California and uh, went there with uh, a friend of mine, well, some coworkers of mine, I should say. We, we were, I don't even know how to put this, partners in a venture, let's say. Uh, one of my friends slash colleagues, uh, I don't know how to, you win tickets to the Apple Worldwide Development uh, Convention. You, you, do you know about this? No. Okay, so the WWDC, I think Google has one too called like Google Play or something. I don't, I don't know the name of theirs right now, but oh no, Google I.O. Basically, Microsoft too, everybody has one, but it's basically a big get together for developers on the platform, enthusiasts for the platform, so on. And they, mainly developers, but they announce like all the new features that they're coming out with on their phones, computers, et cetera, mainly phones. And uh, so if you want to attend this, you enter a lottery. And then if you win the lottery, you can pay like the $1,500 to attend. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. And so of course there were four of us and my friend entered and he won. He's like, I'm going, I'm going. And he's like, but I don't want to go alone. You guys go with me. And we're like, well, we, you know, we don't have tickets, man. Turns out there is a, a sort of an open conference right next door called AltConf, like literally right next door. It, it follows WWDC around. Um, and it's not an official Apple event, but they, I think they have developed a kind of symbiotic relationship now, whereas Apple, or at least Apple's not openly hostile to it. But uh, for a donation of a mere $300, you can attend that for four days. And so that's what we all did. So the other three of us attended that while he went to the main WWDC. And that was pretty cool. You had a lot of Apple ecosystem representation there. So you felt like you were still part of the of what was what was shaking and they even uh when they did the big keynote speech to kick off the event they even like you know had it broadcasting in a big theater there Ooh. so yeah it's like you were there without being there but um yeah so that was in san jose uh and we rented a or airbnb or something like that a house in um oh for crying out loud where were we palo alto and then went and like toured around San Francisco. So we went to all like the expensive <laughs> Bay area locations. And uh, yeah, you just got the sense that that Silicon Valley show on HBO was like a reality show. <laughs> it was, there were just a, like a lot of like people walking around with computers, like just looked like they were like walked out of the extras casting from that show. You know what I mean? Like they got the hoodie and the laptop in there. Yeah. Disrupting the next big industry. But uh, yeah, it was cool. I won't get it. I won't do, get too into the programming stuff. I, that's probably of limited interest to people who aren't like developers. But uh, they did show something you might be interested in. They showed uh, some AR capabilities for the iPhone platform. And uh, I know, Brian, you've for a long time been saying AR is like the even more than VR probably going to take the world by storm. And Apple seems to think so. They are. They're pushing it. That'll no doubt help it take the world having all the entirety of uh apple fanboys on on board yeah yeah well they not just apple fanboys brian and i'm not saying this is gonna have you switch to an iphone necessarily but they showed i think a pokemon go demo where uh, a creature convincingly like dropped onto the the ground and i thought that was like like it was projected very convincingly onto a surface like on a path and i was like whoa that's that awesome is, yeah that's like really cool Basically, if it can if it can find a flat plane, it can draw something on it. So, 
pretty awesome. And uh, I was the only, well, uh, one, uh, uh, the girl that was with me and I, sorry, my female colleague, I should not call a woman a girl, right? <laughs> anyway, I'm a dude, she's a girl. We were, the, well, we were like the only fools walking around there with Android phones. So he felt like we were like, you know, subverting the <laughs> the conference. But I was a little self-conscious. I was like sitting there like kind of, if I was in a panel and I was like taking notes on my phone, I was like, I had it tucked in my, in my sweater so people couldn't see it. I didn't want anybody to call me out. <laughs> yeah. And, and so there's actually an inverse of that though, that I have to talk about. So we went to the event and then we kind of toured around the area, like I said. And one of the things we did, uh, since we were in, uh, I'm getting all the places screwed up. Yeah, Palo Alto, where our, where our home was, is we took a stroll over to the Google campus. And there are areas of the campus you can visit. There's a big Android uh, statue garden where they have statues uh, devoted to all the different Android builds over the years, or a number of them anyway. And uh, it was hilarious, man. So just as I felt self-conscious, like with the Android phone at an Apple event, we're on Google campus and <laughs> one of the guys that's with us, ha he has like this cool, like Apple related shirt that a vendor was giving out a swag, but it's blatantly like an Apple related shirt. And this dude, he looks like an old professor comes like, you know, he comes walking out of a building and he's just walking by. And then he like does a double, triple, quadruple take. And he's like absolutely outraged, like staring at this guy. <laughs> I'm like, what is this guy's problem? And I turn around, he's still like, like looking him up and down. He can't believe it. He's taking his phone out. I'm like, is he going to like call security? Are we not supposed to be here? It was only later that I realized like this guy is like a 1000% Google nerd, like invested in the, in the company. And like, you're like committing sacrilege by walking on the campus with an Apple related shirt on. <laughs> so, uh, I wouldn't advise that you get, you'll get lynched except that the next day we went back cause they have a store on the campus where you can go in and like buy like, you know, shirts and things like that related to like Google and Android. And there was a dude full on rocking his like Apple worldwide developer conference, <laughs> like jacket in the middle <laughs> of the store. So that guy wasn't jumping on him. He definitely, he wanted a piece of my friend though. I thought, I thought it was going to be on. <laughs> uh, let's see. Apart from that. Uh, oh, I was inspired because I am now going to be embarking on some mobile development. I need a platform on which to do it for both Android and uh, Apple. So I have got on order a brand new bleeding edge MacBook Pro. Nice. Yeah. Talking about it for like two years. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> and and my, I have actually been talking about it for two years and my laptop has been out of date for a while. It's like going on seven years old. Um. But I, I got some mileage out of it, and I will say that for Apple, their stuff does last a while. It's still serviceable, just kind of, kind of ready to be replaced at this point. So, looking forward to that coming my way. Uh, apart from that, went and saw Wonder Woman twice during my absence. Uh, I understand you and Cam saw that. You may have even devoted an episode to it. <laughs> Pretty big fan. Yeah, that was good, right? I I, I don't want to revisit the episode, but I I liked that. Um. I, went, I took my sister to it too. And she's not even like a big comic book person. And she like came away. Like she made a remark that I thought was cool. She's like, uh, that was kind of like a, like a female empowerment movie. I'm like, yeah, yeah. But not, like not kick you in the balls, female empowerment. She's like, yeah, yeah. They were like <laughs> kind of, kind of even keel with it. So yeah, I thought that was cool. Um, 
go DC, I guess. Is that, is that, <laughs> is that your uh, thought now, Brian, that they're, they're maybe on the mend after those two well, fails? I actually saw a, an article today that I, I don't remember who somebody at DC films was saying um, their, their future films would have, what did they say? Heart, humor, and hope. Okay. And duh. I mean, that's what Marvel's been doing for like what six years now, right? And it's been like hugely successful. Oh, you think, guys? <laughs> uh, to play DC's advocate for a moment, maybe they set up this like bleak, these two bleak like uh, downer movies, so that Wonder Woman could come on the scene and inject all of that heart, humor, and hope. Like she's kind of a savior character, maybe, <laughs> of the franchise I, and the universe. <laughs> I mean, I'll gladly go over my objections to the metaphor, like bashing in that movie again. But no, because they undid all of that as soon as they killed Ares. Or sorry, as soon as they overcame the bad guy in that film. Right, right, right. They magically fixed all the wrongs by killing one man. <laughs> uh, touche, can't argue with, <laughs> with you there. That... Uh... I mean, I guess it's a comic book movie or something, but I think they were going for ambiguity there. I think they were going for the death of, sorry, the overcoming, oh, spoiler alert, the overcoming of the bad guy freed everybody. Uh, or it was just a coincidence that everybody got nice after he died. Yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm not sure Nazis throwing down their arms and hugging the British is exactly subtle. <laughs> Your point they may have been aiming for that, but yeah, I don't know if I hit it. <laughs> okay, well, apart from that little, uh, I won't. I don't know. I don't know what you call it. Uh, too neat buttoning up of everything at the end. I thought the movie was great. Good, great movie. Like yeah. I said, like I just don't know why they included that. Yeah, it was. I don't know. They wanted to add a fantastical element to it, or make it like seem like Diana wasn't naive or crazy. Anyway, post-spoiler, spoiler alert, everybody. Don't listen to that segment. If you already have, you wash it from your memory if you haven't seen the movie. And uh, spoiler alert, I'm just about done with my update. The only other thing I've been doing is since I was on the uh, road, I pulled out the 3DS and I've been back to playing some Dragon Quest Seven. Nice. Yeah, the, the remake of that for the 3DS. Great game. Great game. I kind of regret not having played that on the PlayStation back in the day. But uh, I don't think it had a very wide release, so... Glad I get to experience it now. And speaking of now, I am now done with my update. That's pretty much it. Do you think of anything else cool you did, Brian? I could give you a second turn at bat since Cam's not here. Ah, <laughs> uh, no. All right. That'll do it then for the updates, which means it must be time for tonight's main topic. And we're jumping right into the main topic and skipping the news because Cam's not here and it feels like we'd be kind of be stepping on his segment if we were to embark upon that without him. And as well, tonight's main topic kind of is news, right, Brian? It's kind of, it's E3, E3's in the news, it's what's happening. We bit. And it's what we're discussing now. So, yeah, I think we were kind of going over a, oh, I should mention to the listeners, I happen to be in Florida. We got together in person and kind of came up with tonight's topic, which was also a cool uh, post-update thing I will add on to the update. 
uh, a post a post weekly update addendum, I guess we'll call it. P, I, I can't think of what the <laughs> letters are. But yeah, um, got together and decided we would talk some E3 and some Vigia games. And uh, you struck a hopeful note about certain things, but were, I, as I recall, not super impressed with what was going on at E3. Is that correct? No, not not very impressed at all, honestly. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm sure you've seen, I think it's an old Mario Party gif where they're all rolling around on on ice on uh beach balls and the the points to be the, like the last one standing. Have you ever seen that? <laughs> I don't think I have, but <laughs> well, I I it's you know EA's player 1 and Nintendo's player 2 and player 3's Sony, Microsoft 4 or whatever. Well, 1, 3 and 4 just immediately like smash in the center and bounce off each other and fall off because it's ice and slippery and Nintendo wins just by staying there doing nothing. <laughs> and you think that 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 is an apt metaphor for what's going on in the industry now? <laughs> yeah, it sure looks like it. Nintendo's Nintendoing and didn't screw the pooch, I guess. That's the best thing that can be said. <laughs> Coming from you, it's actually saying a lot because you were, even though you are a Nintendo fan, you have not been shy about like, you know, heaping criticism on them when they have made missteps, which many people argue they have done recently, especially with like the Wii U, right? I I was talking to someone today who's not, let, let's say an enthusiast. She like plays games, she's into games, but she's not like, you know, she doesn't follow the news like you or I might, hopefully the listeners might. Um and and I explained, like, I think Nintendo's finally kind of come, come to grips with being in third place and with making third place money. Because third place money in this, like, quintillion dollar uh, industry is not failure by any means, you know? Yeah. No, that... Nintendo has settled into their niche, you're saying, and, and they're playing kind of by their own rules as opposed to trying to battle it out with the other two, right? I think they may have given up on recapturing market share and are actually trying to recapture their magic. Wow. That's very well put. And yeah, that's a hopeful note if, if ever I've heard one. Um, so I assume you're referring to their their lineup or, or announced lineup, the, the direction they're going with new properties. Uh yeah, new properties and old, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so you mean uh, when you say old, kind of like their recent hit with Zelda, for example. Well, I mean old properties like Metroid and yeah, Zelda. Yeah, right, right. Well, yeah, I got you. Um, yeah. So Zelda has been very well received. Everybody, I have heard like no negatives, pretty much about that game. Um, even from people who like a year ago were just crapping all over Nintendo. Uh, they are they are enamored of that game and um, it seems like Nintendo yeah it seems like they are going to try to capitalize on the early success of the Switch and appeal appeal to more installed fan bases with games like the new Metroid that that appeals to me I'll, I'll say for sure yeah yeah I, I think that's a really wise move and it's not like I don't know it, it's not 
not everything I had hoped for out of them, but at least, I mean, it's like DC, you know, this is a great step in the right direction. So I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Right. Right. Hopefully they continue to deliver big. Um, Maybe they turn that corner. Yeah. Maybe. Hopefully I just, on a personal note, it does. I think they've done, I think they've pulled off some magic in that they brought some, you know, you're a, you're a prime example of somebody they're kind of bringing back into the fold just by being themselves again, you know? I think I'd definitely buy a Switch before I bought whatever the fuck that new Microsoft thing is called. <laughs> the or Xbox. even the PlayStation Super Plus? What, what, what I, don't, I don't know what the system's called. Yeah. Um, it's weird. So you you say Nintendo's Nintendoing. Right. They're concentrating on content on delivering a good experience on bringing their fans like back into the fold and they are not at all participating in this weird arms race thing that uh microsoft and sony are doing where they're what they're like splitting the console install base into like haves and have-nots now like so if i have the original release of these i have an inferior system now to the next gen one i guess I I have said this since like 1999. Splitting the install base never works. Yeah, yeah. No one's going to develop a game for those new specs and leave out all of the old purchasers. The the 60 million installed base, by the way, for for PlayStation at least, it, it just surpassed that. That's a huge number of people to just be like, eh, sorry, sucker, you need a, me- a better one. I'm really curious about what the strategy is here. So I understand, at least in the case of the new Xbox, and I don't know if this is the case for the PlayStation, it supports these new, like, insanely high-resolution TVs, these 4K televisions, right? Isn't that one of the big claims to fame? Yes. So... There's that. And you know what? If you're listening and you have one, please write us because I know one person in all the world who actually has a 4K television. <laughs> right, right. Seriously, I want to know like who has these things. Like, I don't know a single person who's unhappy with their HDTV. Yeah, I'm pretty well satisfied. Oh, man, it's only 72 inches. <laughs> this sucks. <laughs> Yeah, they're like definitely addressing a problem that most people don't have. Um, I'm normally a big like gadget guy and I'm all about the the latest and greatest, but I've got a several year old just 1080p TV now and I'm I'm pretty satisfied with it, honestly. I, I'm not in a big rush to uh, to adopt 4K. Um, and 4K is new TV, new VCR, well not VCR, figuratively speaking a VCR, a, a, a video player, all new library, new console. That's a ton of money to invest in. Yeah, upgrade. Right. Like I, I, I think I've seen a 4K TV in a store, and I was like, it, it does look nice, but it's not like the difference between HD over standard def, right? It's just, it's nice. And like in a few years, when I'm ready to buy my next TV, if that's like the standard, I'll probably buy a 4K TV. In a few years, when you're ready to buy a TV, it'll probably be 16K TV. Or <laughs> yeah. <And> yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not really sure. 
yeah if that i guess maybe they're trying to future proof their platforms or something like you know in the next 10 years people are going to be wanting the 4k stuff so they're trying to get out ahead of it i don't think it makes any sense today to future proof when your system's three years old three and a half years old how long did the 360 last like 10 years something like that like almost 10 years and they're just like no it's garbage get rid of it after three and a half for the one yeah, like they're basically telling us, and I've heard it said that if these are are successful, this, this may not. Some analysts have said this may not be the last we've heard of this. Like now, every few years are going to do a new revision. Um, but I don't, I don't think that works. I, I think that's at least untried with consoles, right? And well, I think that's just buying PCs. I mean, right, <laughs> right, right. Like I remember Sega back in the day; they would be one peripheral after another. But it's and like, look what happened to them, right? That's like, exactly my point. <laughs> yeah, I don't, th- I don't think console gamers like, I don't, I don't know. It's like kind of like buying attachments for your toaster or something. Like <laughs> you have what works, and that's what you want to spend money on until the new thing comes out. You don't want an incrementally better console, and you certainly don't. It's not like they're adding on a module that makes your system better. They're full on like telling you to just drop your existing console and buy this new one for the, for full price. It's not like, you, you know, you get a credit for your old one or something. And that's a, that's a tough, uh, tough pill to swallow. I think for a lot of gamers, at least for me, maybe for, maybe we're behind the times and everybody else likes doing this, but. I mean, I, I have kind of come to grips that, you know, I'm a little over the target dynamic and a little out of touch so i mean maybe all of these people who spent hundreds of thousands on college and can't get a job in today's economy have bunches of expendable income but like this is contrary to everything else i hear in the news like yeah like i mean i get it they're a huge corporation they might know more than me but it sure doesn't look like it yeah honestly i'm I'm a little baffled by this strategy. I, I'm I'm now I'm still trying to draw parallels to the past, and I'm trying to think of like even add-ons that were that were successful. Like none of the CD add-ons were really successful, right? For the Sega CD At, year. As an incredibly niche gamer, you can argue that Sega CD did not like piss money away. Successful, I'm not so sure. <laughs> right, right, right. Like I enjoyed it. Yeah, whether it was a market success is another question. Uh, let's see. I think Nintendo, they, well, they were going to do an add-on CD drive, and they they decided against it. So we'll never know how that would have played out. Uh, I think the, for the N64... The bulky drive was released in Japan, wasn't it? Yes, the bulky drive for the... Uh, for the N64. N64, yeah, and it never came out over here. So there were like 10 of them sold. Right. The Sega I won't call it flopped, did not, you know, do well. No, it did not. The 32X was a nightmare. <laughs> it was. Like, I, yeah, that that was like, they fragmented that market so bad. Like, it was beyond hope. Um, There was that memory add-on for the N64. That was moderately successful, I think. Oh, that literally came included in the best game for the system. Eh, one of the top five games for the system. Which which game was that? That was a pack-in for Donkey Kong 64, wasn't it? Oh, was it? I didn't realize that. Yeah. Okay. 
So they kind of like gave it to you in a way. Well, I mean, I think the game was like 130 bucks, but <laughs> if you wanted the game, you bought the upgrade. <laughs> it was in the pack, right? Yeah. You call it giving it to you. I think there was like that first person shooter. Oh, I can't remember the name of it now. Kind of in the name of a golden eye, but more sci-fi E perfect dark. Yeah. I think that used it and it would look like total dog shit without it or just like kind of dog shit with it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like cleaned up the, it made it less pixely and stuff. If you, if you got it. Um, I mean, th- that's maybe a success then I guess. Uh, but apart from that, like, I just can't think of a successful, apart from like a miniaturization where late in the system's life cycle, they, re- they release a mini version, but it's still f- the same system. I can't think of a successful uh, move like this, honestly. And no. the strategy behind it is really like, is it like basically Microsoft trying to leap ahead and have the most ballsy system and so Sony had to keep up or? I So I, I kind of, am in Sony's camp right now. So Sony's camp at least released this quote unquote new version of the X uh, of the PlayStation four. And it was the, it, it is the price of the original system. So I understand like, you know, the system's gone down a little bit, but at least this is no more expensive than a new PlayStation four was. And I mean, it's still called the PlayStation four, like it, it it's almost to me at least the difference between a PlayStation and a PlayStation Slim. Okay. But I mean it is an upgrade. I'm not saying it's not, but it's not like a huge I, I don't see it as badly segmenting the market as this this Xbox One X thing. Well, which is, I mean, it's it's really like a new console, isn't it? I mean, it won't. You, there will be games for this that you cannot play on the Xbox One, won't there? I don't know. See, that's what I'm not clear about. And you know, here we are. <laughs> here I am, kind of showing myself to be like an unprepared amateur. I, th- with the Sony thing, I understood it to be that some games would claim support for that system, like supports the new PlayStation. Right. You know. Right. Basically, you know, 4K. Yeah. Okay. But the 4K uh, better loading, faster. Okay. Same games, same library, both systems, though. Okay, but the X is a full... It's like a new system, right? So... Yeah, I I think it is. It's more expensive than the other system ever was. Jeez. And I think they are saying these games are in development for the X, as in they won't play on not X. I... Yeah, I I don't understand it if that's the case. I mean, whether it's almost immaterial that we know like all of the specifics about it, because whether it's like a brand new, wholly incompatible system, or a system that like is going to be drawing developers towards it, it one camp or another gets screwed screwed over, right? Like either you buy this system and the majority of people who have the old one are holding you down, right? Because nobody wants to develop for the right. new features. Or you have all these new features that no one can use, no one will use. Right. Or, or yeah, or the people with the older systems get like a poor performing game or, or you know, miss out on a game or miss out on features. Right. Or are actually excluded. <laughs> yeah. Like I, that just seems like a crummy. I don't know. This is all, seems like a bad PR move. I'm not kidding. Con- and- 
let me ask you this. You worked retail, however briefly. Little Billy talks to Grandma. What do you want for Christmas? I want the Xbox One X. <laughs> uh, Grandma goes to a game store. I want the Xbox One X. I'm sorry, we're sold out. Would you like the Xbox One S? Sure. That sounds great. <laughs> what does little, little Billy get? Is Little Billy happy with his birthday or his Christmas gift? No, and he seems like a brat as he's trying to explain to Grandma why this thing she got him is wrong and how she needed to spend $100 more. <laughs> and, and Grandma still goes back to the store, still tries to return an open system. Yeah. Yeah. But why on earth would they do this? Honestly, I'm not sure. I, I just it's some kind of an arms race I don't really get. Um I know you see you seem to be a little more optimistic about Sony's approach, but I, I don't even understand like I mean I don't think Sony's approach is literally shooting themselves in the foot. <laughs> God, I hate myself. Figuratively shooting themselves in the foot. I I don't know what the hell Microsoft is doing. Like Yeah, um I, I wish I could actually come up with an answer. <laughs> like, I wish I could even begin to, to, to answer that. It, it'll be fun to watch. And it's coming out, like, like November, right? Like, real soon. Yeah, yeah, yep. I, people better start needing it in a, in a hurry. Yeah, they need to come up with a... Uh, I mean, I guess it's in time for holiday. I just... Just trying to... Even, even put... An expensive Christmas if you got to buy Little Billy a 4K TV. <laughs> Well, you don't need a 4K TV, but like, there's almost no point if you don't have the 4K and buying the more expensive one, right? Like, right. I guess it has better graphics or something without the 4K. I'm, yeah, I don't know. What little attention I've paid to this, and I'm kind of glad because now we're forming our own unadulterated opinions here, um, ha- has resulted in me learning that there seems to be a lot of people of the same mindset. They're a little baffled. They're not really sure what uh what the point is you know, who i mean whether you like microsoft or or sony or whether you're you know gonna buy this or what i've always said i'm a gamer i'll buy like every console eventually but like this move just doesn't make any sense to me like yeah same here same here uh, people bitched about four hundred dollars now they're gonna pay five um for the next like for the <laughs> for a step towards the next gen right like that's the other thing you want me to spend a hundred more dollars am i getting a next gen system or am i getting a re- you know just an upgraded current gen system i think the latter right yeah i mean it kind of sounds like it yeah very very difficult for me to understand what they're doing here i'm not obviously a games industry executive but uh as a consumer a little puzzling and like Let's just like do our own little uh, <laughs> informal poll. Brian, you gonna run out and get the uh, new PlayStation or Xbox? No. Yeah. Yeah. Me neither. <laughs> I'm I'm good to go for like the next few years, unless. And you know what? If they force my hand, if they start making it painful to own the last gen systems, I'll just get a damn PC and be done with it. I mean, let's be honest. It's Sony, so when my current PlayStation Four burns out, I'll buy the new one. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I'm not I'm not going to voluntarily upgrade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not not without any reason to do so. Um, they might just like execute order 66 though on the <laughs> on the last gen ones. Oh, mysteriously red ring. Yeah. Oh, we didn't, oh, it, was, it got hacked. Remember that we pissed North Korea off again and they went ahead and took out all the PlayStations. We're so sorry. 
you remember that story? Am I am I making sense? Uh, no, I actually oh, don't remember that one. You know? Oh, so <laughs> uh, this is a couple of years ago. The uh, Sony Pictures put out this this movie called The Dictator, not The Dictator, The Interview, and I forgot what comedians starred in it. But basically, it was about them trying to like get an interview with the dictator of North Korea, and of course, it didn't paint him in a flattering light. So uh, as a result, Sony Pictures was hacked, and like there was a cyber attack from North Korea. Uh, that's how like petty this guy is. <laughs> so they could almost make people believe it. Like, the, uh, shit, how are we going to get people on the new system? Let's have, let's pretend that the North Koreans bricked their, their old ones. Yeah. I don't know what Microsoft strategy is. Cause to my knowledge, they haven't quite pissed the guy off yet, but they could, they could release a competing anti North Korea movie. <laughs> and there you go. We have a strategy for success for these like, next gen not next gen next gen sorry not next gen systems yeah and it's weird i just don't i don't get it i'm with you i'm 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 utterly perplexed but nintendo let's let's uh let's step back over to positive territory uh, by way of uh bringing the episode towards its end I, i should say i'm in no rush to get out of here but I kind of share your optimism there. It seems like they're doing some cool, like unique stuff and the switch is a brand new system. And at least so far they haven't uh, announced the re switch or the (laughs) triple switch or switch 2.0. But let, you know, again, on the, on the honesty trail, like that, they did that with the Wii U. So, Oh, well, at least the Wii U just like died. It's like, (laughs) it's not like they are like, Releasing a Wii U on steroids and saying if you had the old Wii U, it's not compatible. They just did a whole new system, right? Well, I meant the U, the Wii. Oh, Wii oh, 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 the Wii Wii U transition. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I, I don't even know if that's fair to say, though, because at least the Wii U had incompatible software. They weren't, you know. Well, no, I guess the Xbox does too. <laughs> Maybe. Okay, so Nintendo already, let's just say, had their misstep. They're just ahead of the curve. <laughs> there you go. I like that they're doing a new Metroid. Zelda was good. Have you heard anything about a new Mario? Did they announce that at E3? Uh, I didn't see anything. I don't I don't think they did. Probably going to hold off, and that's probably going to be like some amazing system seller. Um, so we have the new Mario game to look forward to. Those are, those are always at a minimum good. <laughs> I'm assuming this one's going to be great. Uh, they have that ARMS game, which I was kind of intrigued by, which... Of course, I'm, like everybody, I think I'm a little gun-shy when it comes to motion controls, but we talked about this a little before the show. It seems like you're like fighting with these kind of elasticy arms, and you're like using the uh, Joy-Con remotes to kind of like block and punch and that kind of thing. You familiar with this? It, it I am, and it looks interesting. It looks promising, but something that kind of worries me is i don't i don't see anybody doing anything except throwing their left arm and throwing their right arm so if there's only like two attacks <laughs> i don't know that doesn't look like there's a whole lot of game in that if, if, you, if you watch the videos they're basically shooting straight forward and then you can kind of like hook shot it a little bit with the with the motion controls it does not look like a very complicated game yeah like so unless it's just like there's some cool competitive scene or the matches are quick and not exhausting you you, th- you think maybe it's limited as, as like a fighting game i'm i'm concerned about that yeah yeah 
possibly not going to be at one of those big uh, gaming tournaments. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't see gamers as like necessarily like the most fitness oriented crowd. And I include myself in that. So it's a risk, but I, I, I admire Nintendo for taking the risk and I admire them for making a cool looking game. Um, It looks current gen. It doesn't look like a movie, you know, a live action movie brought to the video game screen, but it looks current gen in terms of its kind of cartoony uh, aesthetic. Do you agree? Well, I'll go right back to my Nintendo hating, I guess. It looks next-gen from the Wii U. <laughs> Which is current-gen, right? I mean, it's fair to say. Next-gen from the Wii U? Yes, that's current-gen. <laughs> right. We'll see. I think it looks cool. I mean, even if they're playing catch-up with the other guys screwing their markets like this, I think that system might wind up on top in like five or six years. Which would be the normal lifespan. Mm, four or five years would be the normal lifespan. I'd like to see him. I'd like to see Nintendo do well. The only thing that gives me pause when I jump to agree with your, um, the hopeful tone you're striking is this online strategy they're pursuing. I'm not really sure what's going on. You, you pay if you want to play online, but then if you want to communicate, you have to like use your phone <laughs> or something. Uh, that's a little Nintendo-y, a little Rube, yeah. Gold, a little Rube Goldberg, if you will. Uh, and I think they still have that wacky friends code thing involved, and it just—I guess that's good for the kids. I mean, you want to protect them, right? I, I don't know. I mean, if, I mean, I don't give a shit who friends me on on Facebook, uh, on uh, Xbox or PlayStation. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, is it? is there like a thing with weirdos contacting kids in call of duty and stuff? Like I, I don't, you know, I hear enough. God knows I hear enough kids running their mouths when I play those games. So, uh, I don't really understand Nintendo's strategy. It might just be like a conservative thing, you know, maybe a Japanese corporate thing or something. I don't know. Yeah. But that, that's really the only thing I see hampering them. Uh, is they they're not quite embracing online play to the extent that they could. And I really like I I just have to see how this whole like cell phone bridge thing works. So I basically have to like use my data plan <laughs> or my Wi-Fi, you know, on my cell phone device to chat with somebody in game. I think that's uh I guess one of the dangers of, you know, actually being Japanese because is that that that's what the Japanese want, isn't it? Like their market does not care about all online play at all and everybody's on their phones 24 7 from what i understand unlike us you know we're on like 23 (laughs) right right uh you you're so maybe it's just you know a a country a different country's aesthetic yeah i think you're onto something there um which might might hurt them but hmm. yeah might not play well outside japan we'll see who knows maybe they'll do like a uh some kind of a dock where you just plug your phone into the console and then it becomes part of the console or something or some module. So something to make it more uh, palatable for the American gamer or, or this might be genius. And like, as you take your switch from its cradle and like with your cell phone, you're like connected and playing with your friends while you're on a bus or a train or what have you. Can the, can the switch um, broadcast Wi-Fi? Um, I mean, I, 
Well, I guess for online gaming, your phone would have to be the bridge for that too. So that might be problematic, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I think I think the cell phone connection is just for chat. Jeez, I can't wait to get the the angry uh, <laughs> fan mail. You guys call yourself a gaming podcast? You're not even ready. You're not even prepared. But I'll, I have my retort ready. We're not a gaming podcast. We're a general nerd yeah. podcast, and we admit when we don't know something. We don't pretend to be know-it-alls. So uh, that said, this was an interesting conversation. This was two people with, uh, I think, a layman's knowledge of what's going on in the industry kind of conversing about their views. And I, I think that we are probably representative of a lot of the fans out there. I, I hope so, because I, I am excited or optimistic or whatever you want to call it. And, and I hope other people are too. I would really love to see uh, Japanese style games and Nintendo as a company that I loved in my childhood kind of back on top. Yeah, man, like a full on like, callback to the early final fantasy games a nintendo exclusive like dude it broke my heart when jrpg became an invective i'm not saying they're the best games in the world but i personally like i enjoyed them they're fun and i miss that i mean to me i think i may have said this in at least 20 other episodes that is an rpg that is an rpg like the the turn-based like you know overhead view world map that's an rpg um Skyrim's an action RPG and that's great. Yeah. You know, I like that. I like those too. Right. But Skyrim is like secret of mana. Like, let's be honest. That's the style game it is. And it's badass. but it's not an RPG in the traditional sense. And, uh, I don't think JRPG should be used. I think R- it should be RPG and a RPG for when you're playing an action role-playing game. And one more, one more crotchety old guy, uh, <laughs> remark, Brian, <laughs> When I say shooter, what kind of game do you envision? Uh, you you mean shmup, don't you? <sighs> no, I mean shooter. They need to come up with another game for the first... They should just call those FPSs, first person, right? What really drives me nuts about that is I hate the word shmup. That, that is not acceptable. We still need to work on calling that something else. Like I hate shmup because it, it evokes like the... Uh, gaming hipster poser right like i I got high score at this bullet hell shmup bro (laughs) like that yeah and and it just sounds stupid no matter who's saying it but yeah Yeah. i I cannot disagree too close to schmuck (laughs) yeah anyway shooter is a space shooter fps is a first person shooter jrpg doesn't exist there's rpg and there's action rpg Hopefully we get a lot of RPGs and action RPGs and shooters, and I'll even take a FPS or two on the Switch. I wish them they well. they did say Borderlands three, didn't they? Oh, did they? That's I didn't they? That's huge. Episode. Maybe I maybe I was just dreaming that because I'd really really like that. Yeah. If they, so, let's just say they did. Are you are you pretty much one hundred percent on board for the uh, Switch at that point? Oh no, I don't mean for Switch. I mean I guess oh, if it were an exclusive. It. Okay. Somehow. Yeah, I think I'm sorry, not Nintendo. Like someone is making. They it. just announced Borderlands Three generally. Okay. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. I uh, I like the Borderlands series. Well, that's only I guess yeah. Too big. I like the pair. <laughs> I like what's emerging to be a series. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Well, there's the Handsome Pack or whatever the pre sequel. Oh yeah, I never I never got that. I, uh, oh really? Yeah, and I'm not. 
Wait, did I get that? Handsome back, handsome back. Wait, Borderlands 2 was Handsome Jack, and they did like a prequel prequel? I think it's called, I, yeah, it's, I think it's called the pre-sequel. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, new to, news to me. Yeah, Borderlands, the pre-sequel. Mm. Open world action. Oh, yeah, I remember that. I remember that. I totally missed out on that, though. Just not. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I like I like straight up sequels and uh, anything even hinting at bringing a prequel is dicey for me. So I don't know if pre-sequel is some clever take on it that I just don't appreciate, but never got into it. Anyway, Borderlands 3, looking forward to that. Should be good. And uh, Looking forward to it even more on the PlayStation 4. Which PlayStation 4? Yeah. <laughs> which Xbox X? Hard to say anymore. <laughs> Xbox X. Xbox S, Xbox One. I, I don't know. It's just... I'll tell you this. Our listeners are probably looking forward to unpausing their games and getting back to life. So uh, anything else you want to discuss E3-wise, gaming-wise, Nintendo-wise, uh, hope or pessimism-wise? Uh, no, no. I think I kind of pissed on everything I could. <laughs> uh, you were uh, you were pretty upbeat this episode, I got to say. <laughs> awesome. Then I think... We can go ahead and bring this sucker to a close. And I will begin doing so by saying, we promise we will not do any pre-console cycle updates to the Nerd Travaganza podcast. You're good for at least another 10 years uh, of this format and this level of quality. You can enjoy (laughs) that consistent level of quality and fun by checking us out on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Pocket Cast, or any of the other podcast venues on which this fine show appears. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, add us to your Google circle, and join the Nerds Travaganza HQ group on Facebook. And Cam's not here, Brian, so keep me honest. Check out our YouTube channel, that is Nerds Travaganza on YouTube. Uh, our website, which is nerdstravaganza.com. And if you want to drop us some hate mail for our lack of preparedness or our uh, goring of your favorite gaming console, uh, do so at nerdstrapaganza at gmail.com. And with that said, and because there are no other candidates, Brian, I'm going to have to ask you to take us out of this generation. Change the system. (laughs) Nice.